0: Okay, prepared to be upset. Uh, I was going to talk about the rumblings of COVID coming back. A surge in COVID. All signs point to late summer COVID wave. Uh, The CDC looking at increased hospitalizations, but it's still like 3.8 out of 100,000 hospitalizations are COVID related. (laughs) We know what that means. Wink, wink. And then at uh, an Atlanta college, Morris Brown College, a historically black college, announced Sunday that all students, faculty, and staff are required to wear a mask for the next two weeks. And then Lionsgate, the film production company out in Santa Monica, two of its five floors, you have to have a mask mandate. And then you, uh, they're going to require all employees to do a daily self-screening before they enter the office, blah, 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 blah. So I was going to do that. And and that's a joke. I was going to open up the phones and say, all right, if, if they come back and start saying mask mandates, what do you say? I think the overwhelming majority of us are going to say something that uh, might not play too well on Christian radio. Uh, and then the other day I mentioned this because I do have a problem with – Former President Donald Trump. Sorry, all you QAnon people out there. He's not the current president. I don't care what uh, emergency order he signed back in 2018. He's not the president. The military is not in charge of the government. And you need to quit smelling the glue, quit sniffing the glue. And so I had an issue with him skipping the debate, which is tomorrow night, the Fox News debate. Now he's announced Uh, This came out the other day that he's skipping not the debate, but all Republican primary debates. This is from the Daily Wire. Former President Donald Trump announced on Sunday that he will not participate in the Republican Party presidential primary debates. Plural. Trump cited a CBS News poll that showed him at 62 percent. Wait a minute, Mr. President. Aren't you talking about the fake news? Florida Governor Ron DeSantis at 16 percent and everyone else in the low single digits to explain why he did not plan to make a showing. Uh, and so you've got his Truth Social post. This is a uh, Twitter post referencing that the other day. This is Trump on Truth Social. New CBS poll just out has me leading the field of quote unquote legendary numbers. Trump, 62%, 46 points above to Sanctimonious, who is crashing like an ailing bird. Ramaswamy, 7%, Pence, 5%, Scott, 3%, Haley, 2%, Sloppy, Chris Christie, 2%, Ada Hutchinson, not Asa, Ada, 1%. The public knows who I am and what a successful presidency I had with energy independence, strong borders and military, biggest ever tax and regulation cuts, no inflation, strongest economy in history, and much more. I will therefore not be doing the debates. Now, us old folks here in America these days, what's one of our biggest complaints about young people? Uh, that they are the starts with an E, ends with a T. What what word do you think that is? The what generation? Well, what do we say? They're they're so what? What word? Starts with an E, ends with a T. What what do you think I'm saying? I don't want to hear myself talk. What do you think I'm saying? It's the entitlement generation, right? Is Trump uh, being an entitled baby here? By not, not, he doesn't want to take part in any debate. Okay, so I'm switching gears here from the mask thing, because I think most of us would tell any authority at this point to go take a flying leap when it comes to masks. Now, I just want to talk about former President Trump. And if he's the nominee, by the way, cards on the table, I'll vote for him. But I I think it's – I am not having a tepid reaction to him saying, I'm not going to any of these debates. I'm so far ahead, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, fake news says you're far ahead. But you don't win the Republican primary based on national polls. And some of those national polls are horrible. They got it wrong in 2016. They got it wrong in many ways in 2020. And you do not win the Republican nomination – by national polls. You win it state to state. And it's August 22nd and nobody's even voting till what? Late January, early February. And with all the indictments and everything else going on, do you do you really think this is in the bag? So is former President Trump now pulling a Joe Biden? And he's going to avoid Now, now that's obviously not what he's saying. He's going to campaign from the basement. Well, no because he's going to go out and he's going to do his rallies and stuff, but he will not face the rest of these guys. He'll slam DeSantis all day long, but he won't face him mano a mano. What's up with that? Because you're entitled to it? Because uh, according to Donald Trump, he has to win a third time. And obviously everybody knows what an incredible president he was. I'm going to add for three out of four years because I think he absolutely stunk in his fourth year. I, I you get the buck's got to stop somewhere. It doesn't stop with fauci. It stops with fauci's boss, which is a man named trump and and I've got a real problem with him not uh, choosing to not he's not going to participate in any Republican debates. What if the numbers start to tighten? What if something happens and people really start to get antsy with the indictments and that mess and and he starts losing some support? What happens then? Does he still say, no, no, I'm, I'm still ahead of Ron DeSanctimonious by 30 points. I don't need to bother talking to these people. You know who I am. You know what I've done. You know what I'm capable of. I don't need to debate any of these people. They all need to drop out and just hand me the ring. In the United States of America, in the political process, uh, you should have to earn it. I don't care who you are or what you've done. You're stepping up the plate again. I think you should earn it. And I don't think you avoid debates. I think he shows up, and you'd be the alpha male in the room, the only guy on the stage that's been the president, and you tout your accomplishments and you go at it. You don't, you don't avoid. I, I have a real problem with that. Now, now I know it's some some of you are thinking. Well, Steve, you are just anti-Trump. You are a Trump basher. You are never a Trumper, right? That's why I voted for him twice. No, that's not correct. But my ultimate allegiance is not to Donald Trump. It's to the country, and it's to the process, political process. I think he absolutely should debate, not run away from it or act like he doesn't have to participate. I have a problem with that. The question is, do you? 866-348-7884. You want to call in and excoriate me? Go ahead. 866-34-TRUTH. Do you have a problem with Donald Trump refusing to go to any debates? 866-34-TRUTH. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Steve... Steve Noble on the Steve Noble Show, talking about the fact that Donald Trump came out on Sunday and said he's not going to any of the Republican primary debates. Uh, I think he's being an entitled baby. I think it's hubris. I think he's uh, thinks he's just everybody needs to just take a knee. I'm the guy. Obviously, look at the numbers, my huge, incredible lead. Uh, It's August, and debates do have an effect in terms of seeing how people handle things, and it's part of the process. And you have to earn it. You're not entitled to the nomination. It doesn't get bequeathed upon you. You earn it. And and you don't earn it by avoiding the cage fights. You step into the cage fights and you prove that you're the guy. I was the guy before. I'm still the guy. I'm the only guy on the stage that's gone head-to-head uh, with Congress. I'm the only guy on the stage that's gone head-to-head with President Xi. I'm the only guy on the stage that's gone head-to-head with Putin. I'm the only guy on the stage. I'm the only guy uh, on and on and on. And you take a commanding presence as the only guy on the stage that's been the President of the United States. And instead, I'm not going to bother because I'm so far ahead. Why would I bother wasting my time with these people? Well, that that sounds very uh, 16th century Europe to me. I'm just, I'm the guy. So just everybody needs to drop out. He said that recently. And, and I'm obviously the guy. So just drop out. I'm not going to waste my time. Except this is such a messed up environment. And he's, well, he, you know, he doesn't want to face Chris Christie because Chris Christie's just going to, rip into them the whole time th- okay fine welcome to the big game uh and then his lawyers it, right i mean i understand that sarah on face and facebook yeah his lawyers hey sir you can't go out there because uh then just say it but that's not what he's saying he's not even hinting at that he's saying i am so far ahead i have such a massive lead i don't need to waste my time with these people i am the choice and i'm saying that's bogus <laughs> man up bro get up on the stage and and show everybody once again why you became the president in 2016. I I, I think it's wimpy. But Ronald Reagan was a sitting president. Uh, that's That's a totally different story. Now, if a sitting president has a serious challenger, then they're playing calculation, right? Hey, Clay, are you on the phone? Yes, sir, I am. I didn't even hit on the air. I don't even know how that happened. But there you are. Hey, thanks for calling in. Go ahead. Do you want to talk about the fact that Trump's refusing to go to any of the debates.
1: Well, I just want to share with you, I, I give thanks to the Lord for you. I care about you and I love you, brother. Um, I would not let something like this get to you. And I
0: understand what you're saying. Um, you know, I um, Well, hold on a second, Clay. Let me put something right. This is a this is a one hour program, one day and one week. You think If you think I'm losing sleep and losing my mind over this, I'm not. I'm, I'm exercised about it right now for the I sake of the conversation. Not, but, but, when I leave the studio today, I'm not going to be giving this a lot of thought unless it comes up again.
1: I, I can understand that, and I, that's why I give thanks to the Lord for you, brother. I mean, um, it, you know, the thing is I listened to Brother Jay Sekulow and them earlier, and, you know, they were trying to decide whether they're going to watch this thing tomorrow or not. I just look at it like this. I've been, you know, I've, I've, I've been, you know, B-rated most of my life. Um, I've been, um, you know, called a name here and there. But you know what? That's not been the case the last few years since I came to know the Lord. And of course it says in the Bible, bless those that persecute you. I'm not sure of the reason why he's doing what he's doing. Maybe he was giving advice. Maybe he wasn't. We don't know that. We don't. You you don't know that. I don't know that. Only God the Father knows that. All I know is that the, the, we're... we're we're lo- we're losing focus. I remember last Saturday, which was the 12th, last Saturday, Pastor David Jeremiah was sharing a message about we go through things, and we do. We go through things because we say that we're followers of Jesus. We're going through stuff, okay? We're losing focus on God when God gets lost in the church. And, um, you know, he preached on Psalm 71, and he talked about uh, certain things. You know, that really hit me. And then he followed that up this past Saturday with another message. And, you know, I agree with what you said. Um, I, you know, I, I can't say that it's upsetting me or it's making me mad or it's making me angry. Um, you know, is it, is it, we don't know the specific or certain reasons on why people do things. But we do know that God the Father knows what we're going through, what's happening with us. And, you know, um, again, I give thanks to the Lord for you, and I've known you for quite some time. Actually, I met you, I think it was three or four months after I found Truth Radio. And I, I give thanks for, to the truth, the truth. What, what, what are, would people bring up, what, what, you know, the indictments tomorrow night about what's happened, would people bring up? That's going to be a turnoff. That would actually turn me off because why are, you need to focus on what is going on from this day forward, next week, next month, next year, whoever is going to be this, the president of the United States, offset to do what is going on now. Because your, your dear friend, your Christian brother, last April or May, brought out something that really hit me hard. And I've been sharing this, and I'm not preaching on it. But Brother David Fisher talked about how we were in the preseason baby steps of inflation. What has happened since then? What has happened? And they don't want to take responsibility for that. I've shared with you before that I'm not a, a much of a political guy, and I'm not. I am a follower of Jesus Christ, and I believe that when you go against something that's a guy, against God the Father, it's going to affect every, it's going to affect you, it's going sure, to affect me, course. it's going to affect everybody else <clears throat> out there. And it's sad to me. It's really sad. I would like to believe that those people tomorrow night will focus on positive things, not negative. I'm thinking some of those people that are going to be doing what they're doing and saying what they're saying are going to bring up, well, why isn't he here? Why is, what does it matter to them? Focus on why they are there. Why God, the father inserted them into this position. Um, You know, I, 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 <laughs> I could go on and on and on and I just don't want to take up the time because I mean, you know, I know that other people are probably waiting to chime in, but it's really sad to me, brother. It just really disappoints me and disheartens me that this is a, a focal point um, for so people because we're supposed to focus on what God the Father has earned sure. for uh, well, us to of focus Of course,
0: of course, and I appreciate you calling in and sharing that, Clay. And, and, and of course, that's true, right? It's true. But you don't uh, avoid engaging in the world in which you've been placed uh, providentially by the Lord. And again, uh, when I get on the air, when I plan shows and, and some shows are planned way in advance and some aren't, tomorrow's show is planned several weeks in advance because it's Anne Graham lots, and her daughter Rachel Ruth are coming in to talk about a, a cool little book that they released re- recently. Okay. And then other shows just, I, I, uh, Lord, well, you know, what do you want me to do here? This isn't my show. This isn't my time. It's, it's, uh, it's your time. Yeah, and I'm just a steward of it. And that's, that's you know five days a week, 52 weeks a year, and I don't miss much. If you've noticed that, I don't miss a lot of live shows because I feel an obligation to be here. And if I, if I want to take one show and talk about a particular topic because I think it matters, it's not, I'm not looking for agreement. Uh, can we talk about things as a constitutional republic because I'm a Christian that happens to live in America by God's grace? Yeah, and if I think something's a problem for the country, yes. Just like the fact that all this is going on with Trump in the first place is a massive problem. You know who I would uh, trust more to go in and clean it up? Not Trump. I would trust DeSantis more than I would trust Trump to go in and really clean house on the heels of this because Trump can't look at it objectively. And he's... He just wants to even the scores, people. I don't trust that. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. Uh, Donald Trump has announced on Sunday that he's not going to do any of the Republican debates. And with a huge lead, uh, that's what he pointed to. I've got a huge lead. I don't need to do this. I don't need to essentially doesn't need to waste his time. He's obviously the man. And so I don't need to go talk to all these people. And he said the other day they should all just drop out because he's the obvious front runner. He's the only one that can beat Biden. He's uh, beating Biden in the polls. Yada, 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 which I understand. That's political talk. And I, I, I get the game. I just have a real problem with the fact that he's uh, refusing to go to the Republican debates. Uh, If you want to chime in on that, uh, you can give us a call 866-348-7884, 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. I will tell you this, if Trump is the nominee when it comes to Trump versus Biden or whoever else ends up in there on the debate side, Trump's got my vote. I'm a very pragmatic Christian when it comes to politics. I'm always choosing between the lesser of two evils. There's only one perfect candidate. He's the king of the universe. He does not need our vote. But everybody else, you're always choosing between the lesser of two evils. And a a second term of Donald Trump and a second term of Biden or the Democrats at any level, uh, that's a no-brainer. That's a total no-brainer. Now, I was listening to Clay Travis, Buck Sexton's on vacation. Clay Travis was on earlier today. And he was really exercised because there's plenty of people. He had some callers saying, if Trump's not the— the nominee i'm not gonna vote if trump's not it then the whole thing's rigged as usual and i'm not even gonna show up and vote i think those people would be complicit at that point point. and clay travis is like if that's you you're a loser i mean that's literally what he said i think you that's like the never trumpers from a few years ago and i had a major problem with the never trumpers and they're like no i'm not voting for hillary clinton i'm like yes you are I had a pretty well-known evangelical leader on the show, and we did a whole hour talking about that. And at one point I said, now, in all of your adult life as a Christian, have you voted since you turned 18? Yeah, every presidential election. Okay. Have you ever voted for a Democrat for president? Nope, never. Not one time. Okay. So when we go into the Trump-Hillary election, which is back in 2016, couldn't— isn't it, isn't it safe to assume that your brick in that wall separating a Democrat, in this case, Hillary Clinton, from the White House, is assumed to be there because you've always voted for a Republican every four years since you were 18? And I think this uh, person was probably in their uh, mid to late 50s at the time. And yes, so your brick has always shown up there in that wall trying to separate the Democrat uh, candidate from the White House. Yes. Okay, now this year. If you don't vote or you write somebody in, aren't you, in in fact, removing your brick from that wall? Your brick is not going to be there this year. You pulled it off the wall. Right? Yes. Okay. Well, if you lower the wall by one brick, who are you helping? Uh, you're helping Hillary Clinton. And so I, I was always against the never-Trumpers. I thought it was... Uh, kind of self-righteous to be a little judgmental, and I thought that that's just. And and I would say the same thing now. If you're if you're a Trump supporter and something happens between now and next summer, and Trump actually doesn't get the nomination, something happens. It's crazy. That's the season we're in. And you say if it's not Trump, I'm not voting. Then you're part of the problem from a conservative Republican standpoint. You, you're you're allowing. You're enabling. And that's where I think you have to be pragmatic, right, as opposed, uh, as opposed to the current president. <laughs> I don't know what he is. All right. Uh, can we get this ready to play, Josh? Uh, did you hear this? Um, this is Joe Biden went to Maui with Jill, right? And then he's in a, like a gymnasium or something speaking to a bunch of the victims. And these people have lost everything. There's 113 dead that we know of there's still hundreds missing and and you've got whole entire families that were uh, uh, burned to death burned to a crisp and so Joe Biden, our president, steps up to the mic and is try and, and is this his attempt to reach people? what is this if you't if, if you d- didn't hear this <laughs> let me just warn you uh, this this you should be incensed by this Do we have it yeah. all right let's go ahead and play this so this is Biden Two. in Maui
1: compare difficulties, but we have a little sense, Jill and I, what it's like to lose a home. Years ago, now 15 years ago, I was in Washington doing Meet the Press, it was a sunny Sunday. And lightning struck at home on a little lake that's outside of our home, not a lake, a big pond, and hit a wire and came up underneath our home into the heating ducts the air conditioning duct to make a long story short I almost lost my wife my 67 corvette <laughs> and my cat but all kidding aside i watched the firefighters the way they responded you no know,
0: there's an old expression right, that's enough i grew up around Lightning hit by our house traveled through some ductwork and and you can verify the story uh was a little uh kitchen fire and was the whole thing was over in twenty minutes. I almost lost my wife and my corvette and my cat he's sitting there he's in Maui <laughs> he's got a lay on doing the Hawaii thing oh you know and, 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 and enough fooling around well why would you what kind of person fools around at all in that situation? Uh Maui devastated. Lahaina completely dead. Looks like Nagasaki. 113 confirmed deaths, hundreds missing. And he tries to relate to them by saying, our house got hit by. Lightning that traveled through some ductwork and caused a little fire. Almost lost my wife. How'd you almost lose your wife? And then uh my Corvette. Uh and then my cat? What? What what kind of person does this? Okay, so you've got you've got the obvious uh dementia wherever he is in that process where he's, he's losing it, right? You got that. And then you have the background of uh, Joe Biden uh, with the people, Delaware, blue collar, just a regular guy, blah, 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 blah. I don't buy any of that. I think Joe Biden is a professional politician who doesn't really care. He's trying to empathize, but he can't. Because like so many politicians, the, he gets into that situation and, and his, his first gear for him is me. It's Joe Biden. Well, I went through some, I, 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 you go into Maui. Should you be talking about yourself at all? You, you've gone through so much. The country is with you. We are with you. You, you've, you, you've gone, you've suffered. You've lost. This is devastating. We're so sorry. We're going to do whatever we can to help you. Blah, 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 blah. blah. Right. But to tell it. So what is that only dementia? I don't think so. I think he's I think he's really just a really horrible person, which is why I think the vast majority of these things that you can allege and you're starting to be able to prove at least with a decent amount of uh, evidence. In you know, we don't have receipts and stuff yet, but there's enough going on there with the Biden crime family that I think this guy's been a crook and a player and a non empathetic dirtbag for probably 50 years. This whole time in office. And back to Clay, who called in earlier to the point. OK. Welcome to life on planet Earth, and and now that I you know I'm teaching U.S. history and now I'm teaching world history. <clears throat> and horrific stuff is the last four thousand years, five thousand years. As soon as we get kicked out of the garden, it's one thing after another. Cain kills Abel, and Solomon's right. There's not the new under the sun, but we do live in the here and the now. We live in a country where we, where we can take part in the political process. And so you have to speak up about this stuff. You have to speak out, just like I'm speaking out against uh, Trump's move. I'm going to speak out against Biden. When there's good things, I'll speak out for them. And I'm not not—I'm not consumed with the world. I'm just very aware of the fact that I have 340 million neighbors and a bunch more coming behind us. And what kind of country are we going to leave to our children and grandchildren? I have four kids. We have two grandsons now. And wh- what? what... I'm not going to sit on the sidelines in everything we have to pray, but prayer isn't the only thing we do. Sometimes it's the only thing you can do. And prayer should be our first go-to realizing it's the most powerful thing we can do, which is why you find in 1 Timothy, uh, Pray1Tim2.org. Go to that website, Pray1Tim, the number one, right? Don't spell it out. Pray1Tim2.org. Find your state. Click on the daily email, and you'll get an email every day to pray for those in authority over us. That was Paul telling us to do that so that we can try to live quiet and peaceful lives. And Paul was living under Nero at the time, the Roman leader Nero, who was using uh, Christians for tiki torches, married his horse. He was a sexual degenerate, total psychopath, uh, blaming the Christians for uh, the fires there. I mean, he was a total lunatic. And Paul said, yeah, we need to pray for him. Absolutely. But sometimes prayer isn't the only thing you can do. Like in this case, as an American citizen, you can vote. You can speak out. You can run for office. You can try to convince your neighbor. And for the sake of your neighbor, you should speak the truth. Engage. We must for ourselves, but more importantly, for our children and grandchildren and their children. This is Steve Noble on The Steve Noble Show. We'll be right back. Your house maybe it's in your glove compartment in the car. Maybe it's in the junk drawer in the kitchen. Do you do you still have some some of those masks somewhere laying around? A mask, a mask here and there. I I think we still have some in the house. I might be able to I'll have to look in my glove compartment. I might have one in the glove compartment. Could you imagine if they started to try to require those again? What 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 would you do? (laughs) Like how would you handle that? So I saw this. This was in Forbes uh today. Mask mandates return at Atlanta College, Hollywood Studio, as COVID cases start to rise. A college in Atlanta and Lionsgate, a Hollywood studio, both announced they were reinstating mask mandates this week as COVID-19 cases continue to rise due to the new Eris variant. Not to be confused with Taylor Swift's tour. That's Eras, like eras of her music, E-R-A-S. This is E-R-I-S, Eris. Irene, like Irene, I don't know, Iris. Uh, key facts. Morris Brown College, a historically black college, announced Sunday that all students, faculty, and staff are required to wear a mask for the next two weeks when on campus due to reports of positive cases among students. See, t- this, so, many of the, so much of the liberal establishment, the elite, cannot help themselves. They're given over. This is what Romans 1 thinking looks like. They're given over. Uh, and so uh, paranoid fear and control, right, makes for a great cocktail there. The college also canceled all parties and large student events on campus. Have we learned nothing for the next two weeks and said students will face temperature checks upon arriving on campus? Data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, because we all trust the CDC, shows COVID-19 hospitalizations are up 30% statewide in Georgia, along with a recent spike in COVID cases. All right, so this is where we should learn some things. They say COVID hospitalizations are up 30%. Okay, so if you had one COVID hospitalization uh, last month and you have 1.3 this month, cases are up 30%. Does that sound like an emergency to you? You don't even know what the base is. So when they say are up 30%, what if the base is slow low that a 30% increase is basically statistically worthless? Oh, oh Steve, gosh, are you really that uh, skeptical? No, I'm that logical, which is why I'm that skeptical. Uh, Lionsgate, their mask mandate returned for employees on two of its five floors at its main office in Santa Monica, California, according to an internal memo obtained by a deadline and requires employees on those floors to wear a medical grade mask unless they're alone or actively eating or drinking. Here we go. Lionsgate is reportedly also requiring all employees to do a daily self-screening before they enter the office and to stay home if they have symptoms or traveled internationally in the last 10 days. Have we learned nothing? A certain percentage of us have not. God help us. This is just people that don't know know how to take their thoughts captive Uh, and and are controlled by their fear. Uh, 21.6. This is an uh, Axios article. So they have these little subheadings. This one says big number. See how this is just so manipulative. 21.6, 21.6. That's how much COVID nineteen hospitalizations increased nationwide during the week of August 6 to 12th compared to the week prior, according to the CDC. So when you look that up, and uh, I did, then you end up running into things. You're like, okay, that we're nowhere near what we were where, where we were, like even a few months ago, or uh, a year ago, and you're like, okay, the numbers are way down. And so what is this? Again, back 21.6, that's how much COVID-19 hospitalizations increased nationwide during the week of August 6th to 12th. Okay, but what if the basis, the number of uh, hospitalizations, like I'm looking at this CDC, if you can believe it. So I'm on the CDC website. Let's go. Here's a huge spike. I'm looking at a chart that goes over from August 12th of this year to January 11th of 2020. Okay, so that's, So should you use that chart? Let's just bring you into my world a little bit and see, should you use that chart? Or should you collapse it some? So I'm collapsing it. Because 2020, you don't talk about uh, the late summer, fall of 2023 relative to 2020 when, when it was a totally different scenario. Let's just look at 2023. Okay, and you can actually slide this chart. That's pretty good. Way to go, CDC. Wow, that's helpful. You can slide this chart. So now you're looking at December 31st, 2022 to today or August 12th. That's the most recent. Okay. So if you look at it, you go back. Weekly COVID-19 new hospitalization, new hospital admissions, December 31st, 2022, 44,000. Now that sounds like a huge number, doesn't it? But do you know how many hospitalizations there are per week in America? You have to know that number for the 44,000 number to make any difference. If there's a million, then 44,000 is like not that big of a deal. If there's 100,000, that's 44%. <laughs> but if there's a million, that's a tiny fraction, less than half a percent. Okay, so you just go, okay, that doesn't make any sense. So that's where we were December 31st, 2022. The low this year, uh, weekly COVID-19 new hospitalization admission, 6,313. That's the week of June 24th. And then let's go to the zombie apocalypse, the week – of August 12th, uh, 12,613. So they go, oh, it's up 30%. Yeah, but the number's so low relative to the total hospitalizations around the country that it becomes insignificant. It's meaningless. It's nothing. And this is how you have to play this game now. This is how you have to understand, which is why I've been telling my students, we started class last week. uh, We're starting week two this week. And I tell them all the time, you guys are being played all the time. You're being sold and manipulated all the time from the left and from the right. Everybody's selling everybody, okay? So when you see these kinds of headlines, you have to learn how to be discerning and wise, and you don't just buy what's being sold to you. You have to get into the number. So here's the other. This is the Axios article. If you've noticed a sudden rise in the number of people wearing masks, I have, have you? While you're out and about lately, here's why. COVID-19 is on an upswing once again. And as soon as anybody sees, there's enough people in this country that say it's on an upswing. Boom, on, on goes to market.
1: And then all of a sudden, i talking to you like this. And I'm to you. Okay,
0: that's what happens. Because there's enough people in this country that operate purely out of fear and you can lead them around by the nose. Which is sad. We need to pray for people that they have discernment and wisdom. People perish for lack of knowledge. The late summer spread comes as a new variant, variant EG5 Eris is now the dominant form in the U.S. per CDC estimates. See, you read this and you're like, (gasps) though it's unclear if that variant is directly responsible for the rising numbers. (laughs) That would seem to be an issue. Why it matters simply put, our guard is down. Now, do you think Axios is trying to take you in a certain direction here? Of course. Many of us put COVID in our rearview mirrors, leaving us both mentally and practically ill-prepared for another wave. Expert warns the U.S. is lacking critical tools to help manage future waves, as Axios' Sabrina Marino recently reported. Do you think Sabrino has a dog in the hunt here? Of course she does. By the numbers, the average COVID-19 hospitalization rate nationwide rose about 17% between June and July per the latest available CDC data. That means absolutely nothing unless you know what the basis is. Well, we had uh, two per 100,000 were COVID hospitalizations. Now we have three per 100,000, and that's a 33% increase. (gasps) see my point uh with so little testing happening these days compared to the height of the pandemic hospitalization rates are now one of the best proxies for estimating broader viral spread it's still uber low they can't say that they can't tell you the truth they can't give you the full picture because if they do then they can't manipulate you In both percentage change and raw terms hospitalizations remain far below their pandemic era peak oh so maybe we shouldn't freak out Nationally, hospitalizations are down 82% year over year. Praise the Lord. The CDC reports 10,320 overall hospital admissions in the week between July 30th and August 5th, compared to more than 150,000 in one week in January of 2022. Zoom in. The article says hospitalization rates are rising the fastest in Mississippi, plus 73% month over month. But what if the hospitalization rate in Mississippi was already uber low and it crept up a little bit? It doesn't take much to say, oh, it went from two to four. That's a 70. That's a 100% increase. See what's going on here? Alabama plus 66%. Louisiana plus 66%. You want to know what all those places have in common? Uh, some of the largest, most obese populations in the country. We d- We haven't learned that, right? The more unhealthy you are, the more COVID is going to be a nightmare for you. Yet they're down in Michigan, Vermont, and Rhode Island. Why? Because those are blue states. Remember from past waves that COVID moves about the country unequally, ebbing in some areas and flowing in others at any given point in time. (gasps) Yes, but hospitalizations aren't a perfect metric. Wow, is this going to be some honesty? Let's see. Because older people are more vulnerable to severe COVID, for example. Hospitalization rates are likely to be higher in states or communities with older people, namely the South. (gasps) Wow, there's some logic. Hospitalization rates are also a lagging indicator. It takes time for infected people to become sick and more time still for them to become sick enough to require hospitalization. Or they're in the hospital and then they test positive for COVID. And then is that a COVID hospitalization? It is not. Hmm. Between the lines, this uptick comes at a less than ideal time with regard to booster availability. (laughs) Yeah, they went there. A newly updated booster is due out this fall. I'm sure Biden will get it. While it wasn't specifically designed with EG5 in mind, it will likely offer at least some protection. Right. And the people that got boosted are some of the people that are keeling over and dying. And some of the people that got boosted are the ones that got a higher percentage of new COVID cases are amongst the vast. This is wild. It's wild, isn't it? Just wild. Pray for our nation. Pray for people to find some logic. Be skeptical not to be so easily led astray. Pray for people not to be sheeple. Pray, 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 pray for our nation. Goodness gracious, we need it, don't we? This is Steve Noble on the Steve Noble Show. Back tomorrow with Anne Graham Lotz and her daughter Rachel Ruth. That'll be a great conversation. it will have nothing to do with politics. This is Steve Noble on the Steve Noble Show. God willing, I'll talk to you again real soon. Like my dad always used to say, ever forward.